Hey, welcome to another episode of our podcast portion of the Lent series, Behold the Lamb. Uh, my name is Matt Brown. This is Linus Wynn across from me once again. <laughs> and we are talking about spiritual disciplines and trying to go deeper into uh, new rhythms and new habits of life in this Lent season that will hopefully take us on uh, throughout the rest of the year and our lifetime. Uh, so we are talking today about worship. Yeah. Uh, something that everyone everyone's fairly familiar with if you're walk, if you're in the church at all you're familiar with worship we see it as a spiritual practice um, but it's also something that you know maybe in some ways we're so familiar with it we think that we it just becomes sort of going through the motions mm-hmm. yeah yeah or we fall into the trap of defining certain things as worship right and so yeah. like for example if you say worship most people think oh is that part of the service or it's music or it's fill in the blank. Right. Right. Yeah. And so they narrowed it down to think that there are certain things that's labeled as worship and others are not. Right. Yeah. And so we're we're defining worship as uh, you know, expressing worth to God, mm-hmm. right? And the, that mm-hmm. God is worthy of not just our worship, but, but really our whole being. And going back to that Romans 12 mm-hmm. uh, passage that um, you know, we're, we're offering our bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God, right? This is our mm-hmm. spiritual act of worship. Yeah, and I, and I think uh, the Psalms, I, what has really helped me was the Psalms language of attribute to God, right? Mm-hmm. Like to give to God, ascribe to God. Yeah. So going back to a quote you had mentioned in a couple episodes back was that even thinking God's thoughts after him, yeah. right? So if you look at it chronologically, that means you have God revealing first, then we take that glorious image of what he had revealed and you give that right back to him. Yeah. Um, and then if you so that's a chronological thing, right? The order of things. But then there's also after him in the pursuing of things. So you use God's, you, you take God's thoughts and you pursue him in those thoughts. So he has revealed himself and now you respond. And your response is to try to find more of that and seeing more of that in him. And that ascribing to God has really helped me with this understanding of, of what worship really is. Because mm-hmm. I can worship him in the reading of scripture as he reveals and I respond yeah. and I say to him and try to seek him in what he has revealed. I can then ascribe to God or I can worship him through conversation with a friend. Then I, am I saying things that are from God and am I saying things that would lead people to God and myself to God in a given conversation? I can worship him in, as the scriptures put it, you know, whether eat or drink, all to the glory. Right. That means there's a, there's a savoring, there's an enjoyment, yeah. there's a pleasure because we know that from whose hand these yeah, things come. The gratitude, yeah. And then, you know, the thankfulness. And so it just really postured me to kind of say, out of this, in this moment, what am I ascribing to God mm-hmm. with body, mind, soul, spirit, you know, action, all that kind of things. And, and, that, and that, that just helps. That's um, good, yeah. Especially in a church setting. Yeah. Where you're like, oh, now it's time for worship. Right. What does that mean? The first chord on the guitar or piano. Right. right. Um, but when you condition yourself to think of it as ascribing to God, then as soon as you walk into a place or even how you get there mm-hmm. um, is also equally important in a life of worship, mm-hmm. right? Well, and even if we did that, even if we we really emphasize that within our churches, it, it could easily shift the culture from the, the worship time is my active time, and the rest yeah. is the come sit and listen time, that I'm actually, mm-hmm. even when I'm engaged in a in a sermon, just because of the way that we do church now and bigger, bigger yeah, audiences, yeah. that I am worshiping in some sense by listening mm-hmm. to the Word of God and, res- yeah. and, and and developing a response to it. Yeah, and I think maybe this is where, 
you know, as we look at the spiritual disciplines, right, we're now kind of um, embarking on the tail end of moving from the inward to the external, right, to the mm-hmm. outward, but also the individual to the corporate. Right. And as much as worship is an individual thing, you know, for us to work on, but as far as spiritual disciplines and the reality of Scripture and the spiritual life, it's an individuality, individual re- reality that plays out in the context of many people. Mm-hmm. So individuals in a room worshiping, yes, individually, but corporately. Yeah. Right? And so mm-hmm. and I think this is where sometimes we kind of drop the ball. We think that even in a large room filled with people, it's just like, oh, it's just my time. It's just between me and God. Yeah. That's true. But the full picture of worship, that's not true. Right. It's between me and God, but it's me and you and right. God. Right. right. And so, you know, one of the sad realities is when you're in a service of some sort of singing or in a, in a congregation of people mm-hmm. and you're feeling equally isolated. Yeah. Or all you see is the back of someone's head. Yeah. You know, kind of idea. Like you feel so separate. And as much as you may be worshiping and you have that one aspect of it, mm-hmm. we're still missing out on a big part of it, which is the corporate discipline of worship. Right. And so how then do we build a community of people that ascribes to God together, right. that reminds each other what to ascribe to God, that yeah. remind each other what the values of God are. Yeah, and I, and and that's you know for my family personally that's been a that's been a a thing where we've we've kind of we've we've felt we've we've experienced it in different in different settings where mm-hmm. you're in the large corporate setting where maybe that is I don't even really know the people around me, uh, which. Which is just the nature of, of some of our churches in a lot of places, but also being in a smaller context, either in a home or in a barn, <laughs> as yeah. as it has been, you know, where we're uh, worshiping together in a smaller group with some people you're familiar with that you that you know and you you're in their life, uh, yeah, yeah. and and being able to to let that worship time move into. Uh, ministry time mm-hmm. with praying for people and, mm-hmm. and, and doing things like that, that, um, you know, or, or being able to be in a situation where you're able to respond to the message mm-hmm. as it's going, you know, in, or in a smaller yeah, setting yeah, you know, or yeah. in a small group or a Bible study when we do those things. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the, I think the idea of seeing worth and value, mm-hmm. ascribing it as it's due mm-hmm. is really the nature of it. Right. Yeah. And we do it individually and we do it corporately. And, when I think about the corporate aspect of it, I think a lot of the practical things. I remember early in my faith, we always made it a goal to carpool to church rather mm-hmm. than just um, seeing you at church. Yeah, right. It's because there were, you know the, the the passage of the Psalms where David rejoices of the fact of like how the people on the way to to Jerusalem yeah. invite him and it made him happy. Right. So it's right. kind of like the caravan, and they say, "Hey, come yeah. along, and we'll go to the temple together." Yeah. Um, that 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 really hit home, you know. It really hit mm-hmm. home in the fact of like a lot of corporate discipline of worship mm-hmm. deals a lot with us taking the initiative to invite other people to do it with us. Yeah, and that could be, let's go to church together. Um, after church, let's go get a meal together. Yeah, I'm having a hard time. Let's meet up and let's see face to face. Yeah, know? and um, just being vulnerable enough to invite someone along for the ride actually helps build. A corporate sense of family and worship. Yeah, you know, and, there, and there's an excitement that it makes. Yeah. There's something different with see you there versus yeah. you know let's let, let's ride together. You yeah, know, you know. Yeah, and so let, we've talked in a in a in a church context. Um, let's talk 
in a in a family context in a mm-hmm. maybe maybe outside of that in a community context or work context or whatever what is what does worship look like uh you know we've we've talked about this and and a lot of people have experienced this you know since covid hey we we weren't in church and mm-hmm. we we watched it right that corporate aspect was lost mm-hmm. for a lot of people and 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 i think some people recognized Hey, that was really special to me. I missed that. And some people said, well, I didn't really know anybody in my church anyway. Right. I yeah. didn't miss anything. And, and so I think, you know, I think as we've, we've talked about some of this stuff and, and, and kind of wrestling with, uh, if I am at home and I miss church, if, if, if you're like me and you grow up in a church and you're like, man, missing church, I, I feel mm-hmm. like I'm doing something wrong. Uh, but we talked about how do we how do we worship with our kids throughout with our families throughout yeah, the week. Yeah, you walk around yeah. with a guitar, right? You exactly. Hymns, you know, you know, <laughs> all day. No, I think um, what you say and what you do in any given moment, mm-hmm. in a particular moment, right, is what worship is really about. Yeah. Um, and going back, you know, family stories, right? It's um, back in Houston, there was a huge storm that came through. Naima was still running around in mm-hmm. diapers. Um, and the storm came through. The whole place was flooded. No one could leave their apartments. Mm-hmm. Power was out. Nothing, you know, food was spoiling, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And we're, you know, all the adults went out to their patio. And they're, you know, waving at each other and just saying, yeah, oh, lights aren't on yet. AC's not on yet, you know. And then we have our little girl running around in her diapers. And she's just running around saying, praise the Lord. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. You know, it's just, a, yeah. you know, it's one of these things where um, what you say in any given moment can take a situation or a moment and ascribe better things yeah to the god over that right um or when we were at a playground you know we were playing um kind of follow the leader Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden you know one of our kids mentioned just like like hey follow me to the kingdom and (laughs) climb up this little structure and we're like that's actually really profound Mm -hmm. you know um and and if i were to think of anything else my one of my closest friends he always said everything in life is a metaphor right everything in life is a metaphor for life everything in life Mm -hmm. is something right um, and it would be great that we can just take any situation, any moment, yeah. and ascribe it to God for what it could be. Yeah. Whether you're watching TV together and you're enjoying each other's company, yeah. or you're actually sitting down and having a prayer. And, um, and just taking the, the immediate moment. Don't just say, hey, we're going to pray about that. Say, hey, let's stop this and just pray right now for it. Yeah. You know, we just heard about it. Let's pray now. Yeah. And so you know, rather than thinking of worship as something you have to add in, yeah. Thinking of every moment as already worshiping, yeah. And walking. how am I worshiping right now? Yeah, yeah. In this? yeah. I love that. I love those those two ideas of ascribing to the Lord, right? In in this situation, what does it look like to to express gratitude or or praise or call mm-hmm. out His character and His goodness and all of that? And to at the same time, in that, offer my body as a living sacrifice, yeah. right? Um, in everything that I do, whether it's mm-hmm. whether I'm eating or drinking or whatever it is, um, and uh, I think that's we, we tried to get to that with our with our kids of yeah, as we pray, just let's just yeah call out the mm-hmm. little things. Where did you see God today? Yeah. And you know, yeah, maybe starting in your homes. You know, what are you thankful for? You know, yeah, thankfulness, Even, gratitude, yeah. and testifying witness. Right? I mean, yeah, sharing testimonies. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we we now live in a culture where we have to wait for the the platform to say something really profound and big when if we just build a habit of just sharing on the daily yeah. what's happening that day. 
Yeah. I mean, something as simple as we say it's simple, but you know, I laid my head down and then I woke up this morning because Lord, you sustained me. Yeah. And being able to go to your family and say, you know, I'm really the Lord, you know, I'm praise the Lord that he gave me breath today. And I'm glad that we all woke up this morning. Yeah. You know, um, and, you know, thank you for the Lord for this meal. We get from home to work. And before we get in, we say, Lord, please protect us in our travels. We get there and we say, Lord, thank you for letting us thank arrive. You. Yeah. You know, I think it's just um, being able to testify mm-hmm. and speak of it often mm-hmm. reminds us of that power. And then it attunes us to what God is doing. Right. And then I think and then that, that, that bridges the individual to the corporate. Right. Right. Because now there's another person involved in this. Um, and if we just do that often, yeah, then I think the next thing you know, we have a room of people who are just vulnerable enough, open enough to just say, this is what the Lord is doing and has done, even in the smallest things, because we never yeah. really thought it was. Yeah. So in that, in that respect, worship starts simply with the mentality of gratitude, of beginning to look mm-hmm. for yeah. what, is, what has God done for me. It produces gratitude, which mm-hmm. then... Yeah. Moves into worship. Right? Maybe going back to what you had talked about before with repentance, mm-hmm. right? The change of our mindset. Yeah. What if we just need to change the way we think about fill in the blank? Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Well, I'm I'm excited to to move on and 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 see our see our last episode uh, yeah. as we as we're, we're we're coming down to the tail end of 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 Lent here, and. Um, just thank you for being with us. We hope that these readings have been good for you, the videos and all of that, and, and that you've been able to get some stuff from this to maybe work into your family, into your own life. And uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, join us for one more episode. Yeah.